ladies, gentlemen, and friends of the binary. Welcome to Trope Trophies with your hosts, Jari, that's me, and Stephanie, that's me. In this podcast, me and Stephanie will be exploring tropes with pinning two characters or stories against each other. We will give a brief summary of the trope, then we'll have three rounds to prove to you, the listener, that our character should be the winner. Super important to mention, this podcast is filled with spoilers. So if you're interested in any of the characters or stories mentioned in this podcast, pause this episode and please watch Clueless and The Incredibles. Now, without further ado, this week's trope is fashionista trope. We like the fashion in here. I would say my pick of the week, Clueless is a cult classic and the fashion is like literally studied and analyzed in like a bunch of youtube videos and academic papers and i just want you all to know that i am not as emotional about fashion as my sister i'm not a fashionista but i love fashion i appreciate it and i guess we can just start and go into round one which is introducing your character setting and story boom stephanie you go my character is Edna Mode from the Incredibles series. So you have seen her in Incredibles 1 and Incredibles 2. She is a fashion designer, like all the rage in the universe of the Incredibles. But she is bored of the regular old fashion industry. What gives her passion, what interests her is dressing the superheroes. I just want people to know fashion is an incredibly complicated, interesting, and reflection of times. And Edna's designs is reflecting on her client's unique um, abilities. Actually, on a side note, I'm realizing I have, I'm doing a superhero theme. Last week was about superpowers. This week is about superpowers. Maybe I need to go and evaluate my life a little more about why I'm invested with superpowers. But anyway. At least Edna's superpower is being a fashion designer. Her superpower is her curiosity to get the most comfortable, efficient, and eye-popping design. As we all know, she never uses capes. No capes. Don't do capes here. No capes. And she's in the world of the Incredibles, so that's always fun. I used to love the games. Remember when Dash was running? Couldn't that was it? the favorite missions when Dash ran. Yeah, that's, that's all. all we binge. <laughs> that's all I could do. I was like, I can't, <laughs> else. I can't fight people, but I'll run. Yeah, oh. I was playing. I played as Mr. Incredible. I think we got far enough to be Violet at one point, right? Violet and Dash. No? Well, maybe you did. I got, uh, he was running to class. And he had to get there in five minutes. It was hard. I'll talk about my character. <laughs> I'm doing Cher from Clueless. So we all know she's from Beverly Hills and she's like the most popular girl in school. And literally the movie opens up with her and her computer trying to figure out fashion ideas. Okay, computer, come up with an outfit based off my clothes. And like, she's trying it on. And she is learning how to drive. So she goes on and picks up her best friend, Dion. And she's like, yeah, we're both named after like famous celebrities. And we know what it feels like to, for people to be jealous. So yeah, she's just very high school, all about herself. She's freaking rich. Her dad is a legitator lawyer and he makes $500 an hour. And this is like 1995. So <laughs> that is my niece. 
So also the way her mom tragically died was from a liposuction procedure. So it's like, okay, I see. But she's still so sweet because she was just like, oh, you know, even though I never knew her, I still, you know, know she watches over me. Hi, mommy. That'd be her. I'm like, oh, Sherry's just so adorable because in the end of the day, like, yes, she's a selfish little brat. But she means well, even though most of her intentions that she does for people is for herself. So I think that Cher is just a very sweet girl who means well, but has selfish tendencies. But that's because she's a teenager and was an only child. Well, she grew up as an only child and then her dad got remarried. So she has like an ex-stepbrother named Josh. And her father, quote unquote, says, you divorce parents, not children. So I was like, okay. All right. I don't know if it's divorced parents, but he was like, you don't divorce children. I know that for sure, he said. Cher's also based off the, it's like kind of like a modern update of a classic novel, Emma, written by Jane Austen. I'll give a synopsis, a little short synopsis from Britica.com. Synopsis of the book is centers on Emma Woodhouse, a precautious young woman whose misplaced confidence in her matchmaking abilities occasions several romantic misadventures. Though Cher means well, she learns that there are much bigger problems in the world than just being a stylish, popular girl. So I guess we're down to round two, explaining the character via the lens of the trope. What about Edna? Edna is the fashionista. Her, I wanted to say house, but like, let's be honest, it's a mansion. It's something you would see today rather than in the 60s as The Incredibles is based off of. Totally way forward among her time it's almost insane she kind of also reminds me of coco chanel because chanel always wears black and i feel like that's probably an inspiration for her character as well i think it was her glasses iconic her home iconic all the costumings for the avengers amazing even the updated costume that she did for the family as a unit top And then two, she becomes so interested in Jack-Jack because he has so much potential powers that she creates a suit specially made for all of the known powers he has now. There's a quote she says, I never look back, darling. It distracts from the now. But it's also like a play on words because I know from the movie Meet the Robinson, when they say just keep moving forward, that's a reference to Walt Disney's quote about it. And they even like have it in the end credits of the movie. It says, around here, however, we do not look backwards for too long. We keep moving forward, opening up new doors and doing new things. And curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. Walt said that? Yeah, Walt said that. Um, Yeah, I feel like Edna also has a good, nice uniform too. You know, that's how you meet the epitome of like ultimate fashion where it's like, I know clothes, so I can just make my own uniform that I'm forever content with. What is interesting is that she wears all black, has black hair, and wears, I think, black glasses as well. I, think I remember red. Her, no, they're all black. The only thing oh. red is her little like tie. Her ascot? Is it around her neck? Yeah, but it's yeah. not an ascot. Oh. She wears black. Black is like that, I don't even want to say neutral, it's kind of, of a, a power color. That's what black is. Black is a power move. And even the red is like showing that she's grounded as well. I feel like red's a bold color. Yeah, but it's like she puts so much black in it. It's so subtle that it's not relevant to the color scheme. I think what makes Edna more interesting is like 
her willingness to trust others, especially like heroes. Well, I'm off to round two for sure and explaining yeah. her lens and the trope. I mean, when I was on like the tropes.com, they said that the two things that need to happen with this character is that she needs to have a moment where she wears either a little black dress, classic Coco Chanel, or a defining red dress and have a montage makeover scene. And Cher does both, okay? This Little Valley California girl shows up to a high school party wearing an Alana, which was like this red tight mini dress, red satin shoes, this jacket that had fur on its cuffs and around the collar. I was like, okay, Cher came dripping, okay? And she wasn't even trying to be with nobody because she hates high school boys. She just doesn't even understand why her best friend, Dion, is with the high school boy. She just, for some reason, really hates high school boys because she finds them to be immature and she views herself so much highly from everyone else. But duh, because she's like mega rich. She's so above it all. Absolutely no one meets her standard. Even like the most popular guy in school who's also rich. She's just like, ew, as if. That's her famous quote. But yeah, she goes to the party with her Alana dress and gets stuck up to her head. And literally, she is so on about her fucking clothes that literally a gun is to her head and he's telling her to get down. And she's just like, no, no, no this is an Alana and he's just like you know what a girl if you I'm gonna blow your brains out if you just don't lay down on the ground and I'm just like girl the last thing you should be worrying about is your damn dress know that your daddy making $500 an hour where he can buy you that dress again sweetie it's funny too because if you think about it while she's on the floor she's crying but you know she's not actually crying about her safety she's just crying about the dress being ruined which in itself is a conversation for another day. It was a big reason, but I think secondly was also she got robbed. He took her purse and her phone. Right. I mean, the purse that matched her, Alana. Her fit. Her fit. It was a fit. Everything <laughs> was for, for everything together. Right. The shoes. I was like, the first sign of the night was going to go wrong was when the skater guy got something on her shoes. She's like, this is sad. Oh my God. How am I supposed to get this off? But like, isn't that also say a lot about her character that she did not dress properly for the party she was attending? She stuck out as a sore thumb, but she just has this different way of viewing herself above everyone else. She didn't even originally want to go to the party, but it was the party of the night to go to. She's like, oh no, Ew, why are we going to go to the valley? No. But she goes because of her friends. So like any other teenager would. Just like Emma, Cher loves playing matchmaking. And she even does like a mini makeover on her teacher, Mrs. Geis. Her only purpose of making over her teacher real quick for her to have her little lunch date with another professor was because she got back her report cards. And she literally told her dad like they weren't ready because she needed to negotiate her way into another grade. She spoke to her teachers and no one was budging and Miss Geis wasn't doing anything either. She was like, all right, I have to set them up together because obviously he's just bitter and mad because he's lonely and he needs some yams. (laughs) So she sets them up and everybody in the whole student body is just like, yay, our grades are better now. Thanks, Cher. She's just like, yes, yes, you know. I'm just helping everyone. And her dad's even proud. He was like, you turned a C into an A? And she's like, yes. And killing it with her fits. Like, everything is for herself. And she does that for Mrs. Geis. And then for Ty, she's like this new girl in school. 
And Dion is just like, girl, no, she is like a total toad. She says she's a toad. Like she was like, she's a total toad. I was like, hey, yo, that's bad mean. Because Ty really did the glow up. You wasn't expecting Dion. So Sarah can handle it. And she was like, no, no, I need a new project to work on. So she like totally like makes over Ty a whole little montage scene where she's like, Putting her little crop tops and like more tight skirts. Meanwhile, Ty was only like, where's the drugs? Where's this weed? I like to smoke. And they were like, no, no, no. You do that for parties. You don't do that every day. What are you doing? Cher is just like on top of the way she looks, presents herself. She even like makes Ty do exercises. She's like, you need to create a balance between your mind and your body. So I feel like Cher got it all together, you know, but her fashionista is that she comes always ready. She just wrapped up in her head and she finally met someone that she felt that could be in her level in fashion. And he literally dresses like came out of a Marlon Brando movie, like 1950s-esque style James Dean. She just rocks everything. There's so many iconic looks to this movie. Her yellow plaid fit, her red dress. When she finally goes out with the boy she likes... She wears this dress and her dad's just like, Cher, what are you wearing? She's like Calvin Klein. He was like, well, it looks like underwear. Put something over it. She's like, duh. And it's so cute. She puts on like this really sheer blouse dress. It like reaches mid thigh, like right where her dress is. And it looks so nice, so stunning. She even helps Ty. Like ever since Ty met Cher and hung out with Cher, her style for the rest of the movie, it was just on point. I was like, all right, Ty got it from here. She uses fashion for some occasions. Like, for instance, her driver's license test, she had to have a specific outfit and a specific sweater on. She was like, I have to wear this outfit because it makes me look responsible. So I just feel like Cher got it down with her fits. She just dominates the movie with the fits. And it's iconic. I love some pieces from Cher. A bunch of people love pieces from Cher. There's videos on it on YouTube. If you guys are interested, look it up. It's always nice to see 90s flair style. Perfect. Now we are round three. Ding, ding, ding. So why are they a good or bad character via the lens of the trope? So Edna dresses people. She dresses herself, but in the focus of the the universe of the Avengers, she's dressing the heroes. I don't even think she charges the heroes for her outfits. She just does it for fun. I think for her designing superhero suits, it's like a form of charity. She just loves seeing her designs in action. And who else can say that? Yeah, that's my design. And that's the reason why the mold people didn't kill us. Flip hair. I think she's a good trope in the sense that in the short time period you meet her, even before she introduces herself and you know her, her actual capability is, you know she is fashion all the way. Iconic. Just her living spaces in general just makes you abnormally aware like, oh no, this girl's ahead of her time. I also think that she's good at trope because no matter what, like I will always be like, no, that's an icon. <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, no, Edna's a, a fashion icon, even though I've only seen her one outfit. But I'm like, it's a memorable outfit. Yeah. And it's something you remember. Like, trigger instantly. Yes, she wore all black. And then I was looking at her pictures closely and I was like, oh my God, there is armor on her arms. Her dress was kind of like a little puffer thing. I was like, oh, this girl was just like, if shit goes down, 
Maybe my outfit has some devices that can handle things. Who do we know? I feel like she'll be the one who does things like that. I mean, she can. She designs super suits. And she also learns from her mistakes because the reason why she no longer does capes is because so many people died from them. So, yeah, and she like literally like lists off, you know what happened to those and him and him and him. And then it was like, damn, the foreshadowing. Who doesn't live a good foreshadowing? But that's why I think Edna is a great fashionista. Go off with Cher. Go off, sis. Go off. Cher's a good fashionista because she just never was in a bad outfit. Even when she did nothing, literally going to the mall, like a little headband, her little preppy schoolgirl look. She always was herself. I feel like a lot of teenagers, they experiment with a lot of looks. I feel like once you meet Cher, she dresses just who she is. And she appreciates her friends for having different fashion. Dion, she's like, yeah, some things that she wears I don't like. Like in the intro scene, when she gets in her car, she has like this weird bucket. It's not even a bucket hat. It's just like a two-layer hat, but she like matches with her plaid fit with Cher. And she's just like, yeah, I'm not doing that hat. But I appreciate the efforts. Like she really sees... A lot of people's fashion efforts. And I feel like the bad thing about her is that she judges people by the way they look. And I feel like because of that, she kind of causes a lot of unnecessary drama with the matchmaking. Or she's just trying to get Ty to be with the most popular boy in school, Elton. And it's like, they don't have the chemistry, sis. Even if they do dress well and look like they should be together. It's not always about looks. But her redeeming quality is that she's always trying to help people and she has a good character arc and she grows after she like fails like her driver's license and everyone in school is just like, well, they don't really come at her for being a virgin. But Ty is like, you're a virgin that can't drive. She like really like looks back at her life and is just like, wow, I've really been doing things for the sake of my own selfish self. I should be a better person. And after that, she donates a lot of her clothes. So she's a fashionista that knows how to share her fashion and give fashion knowledge to other people. She easily comes up with fits that always hits. Even when she didn't have the piece that she needed for her driver's license test, she still was able to come up with something so cute. She also recycles like her fits because the sheer top that she put on with her Calvin Klein dress, she used it again and she layered it with a short knit top crop top with like a plaid skirt. She's just a mood, okay? You want like 90s style inspo? Share. Definitely share. I just feel like she's iconic for the 90s time. And I feel like Drawbreakers was probably even inspired by Clueless's fits. So now we are done with our rounds and now we are here for our afterthoughts. What do we like about the other's characters? I like Cher. Yes, Cher's outfits always hit. There was never a point in the movie where you're even thinking like, girl, that wasn't the right move. I mean, maybe only the party scene and not in that the outfit was bad. It's just she did not know how to read the mood completely out of her element. Not understanding what a high school party was is what Cher failed she at. She just was so above her. She assumed she was above it all because she was not above anything. She wasn't being accepted by her father's lawyers, nor was she be accepted by the older college students. Cher was just like... I'm better than the average teenager, but couldn't get 
a driver's license in her first try. I like that she also helps people like discover new aspects about themselves and to learn how to express themselves via clothing. I personally just feel like her relationship with Ty was a little messed up because she disregarded Ty's interest in alternative lifestyles and tried to make her into the ideal popular, even yeah. though in the end, Ty goes back into the alternative, but in a, in a mixture of what she learned from Cher. If I was younger, if I was a teenager and I had the liberty to copy Cher once more, I can 100% tell you that yellow... First day back to school outfit would have been the one. <laughs> hey, you see that? You can't sit here and try to even tell anyone that they didn't like the outfit. I like you're a liar and it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Either way, it's like you love the fit, whether it's on Alicia Silverstone. Or if you were to copy it yourself, like either way, you're going to love it. I think what I love about Edna is that she is always looking forward, as you always mentioned, and she's very innovative. She actually listens to what people want and works with you. But at the end of the day, she's always going to know what's best for you, which is interesting. She got like the mama bear kind of like, no, no, trust me. Tell me what you want and I will make it better. And that's what we need from fashion people in our lives or people in our lives that we just need you to make things better. Mm -hmm. Take that extra step, that creativity and just push it towards another future. And I feel like that's exactly what she does. And she protects her people, okay? No capes. It's no capes. It's serious. Can't we, do that. We're trying to save lives. Yours and the citizens. Y'all. Who played these games. Fits on fleek and life is stable. That is <laughs> the whole thing. And I can't be mad about that. That's it. She's like the type of person, though, like I would ask for fashion advice. And be probably rip a sheds, but then she'll help me build my wardrobe. Is it like ugly, ugly, terrible? Okay, now this is what we're gonna do. This is the plan. And I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> and she paid for it too. Ah! You don't be talking about no prices. No, I think it's donations from the government or whoever they work for. In the first movie, it was literally just charity. Maybe the second movie she has like a government grant. I don't know. That's something that, you know, her assistant and her should be really like intuitive about. Be like, hello, obviously I have the talent and no one else does. So who do you think is the winner? Cher or Edna? Will you comment on our Instagram at Trope Trophies? Listeners, for notifications on our latest episodes, subscribe to our show. And if you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you'd like to follow us on our socials, you can follow Jotty at Jotty Adi, which is spelled J-A-R-I-A-R-I at IG and me, Stephanie, my user on both IG, Tumblr, Byte, and TikTok is at the Bewitching Bard. Listeners, if you have any tropes or characters you'd like us to battle, DM us on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks again for listening. Love you, our fans, our little Trump Trophy fans. Thanks again.